Take your Bibles and turn to Romans, the book of Romans, and then we'll turn to chapter 8. I'll read a few of these uh, verses as we read down through this passage. Romans chapter 8, we'll start reading in verse 31. Romans 8.31, the Bible says, What shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's a good verse, isn't it? (laughs) If God be for us, who can be against us? Many times we, uh, we wonder what's going on in our life. We take a look around. We try and see who's with us or who's for us or who we could ask for help if we needed it. But honestly, if we have God with us, if we have Him with us, if we have Him here today, this morning, if we have Him in our home, if we have Him in our heart, if we have Him in our life, that's that's the main thing, isn't it? If He is for us, who can be against us? He says in in verse 32, He that spared not His own Son, but delivered Him up, for us all, how shall we not with him also freely give us all things? How shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. Who is he that condemneth? It is Christ that died, yea, yea rather, that is risen again, who is even at the right hand of God, who also maketh intercession for us. You know, we're so thankful that Jesus Christ this morning was sent by the Father to come to be the payment for our sin, to come to die on the cross for us. And now we know through the Scripture and through the Word of God that Jesus Christ is presently seated at the right hand of God. He is there to make intercession for us and He has sent His Spirit, the Holy Spirit, to lead us, to guide us, to indwell those that believe Him, that trust Him, that receive His free gift of salvation. And because of that, We have so much assurance. We have so much security because of it. Because of what the gospel means to us. Because of what God the Father sending His Son and the Son paying the payment for our sin and sending His Spirit to us. Look at verse 35. He asks this question. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword? Yes, the question, hey, what is there, what, what, what out there is possible to separate us from the love of God? As a child of God, he says, what is there, what is there out there that would be possible to separate us from God's love toward us. Verse 37, he says, Nay, no, in all these things we are more than conquerors 
through Him, through Christ, that loved us. He says, verse 38, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. When we begin to think of the love that God has toward us and shown us through and by Jesus Christ, He said there is nothing, nothing that can separate us from that love. The love of God toward us. This is reassuring, isn't it? When we begin to understand God's love toward us, I believe it begins to... He talks about in Ephesians being rooted and grounded in love. Understanding God's grace and His love toward us. In Ephesians 3.19, the Bible says this. It says, And to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that we might be filled with all the fullness of God. Understanding understanding God's love toward us, understanding uh, Christ's love toward us, will help us, really it's past our, it's past our natural understanding, but through, through the Spirit of God that indwells us, begins to reveal to us God's love toward us. You know, the Bible tells us that God is love, right? But He just doesn't say that He's love and just expects us at that point to believe it, right? He has given us, He has given us evidence of His love toward us. Sending His only begotten Son to take the place of us And our payment for sin is God's expression of love toward us. God is our creator. He institutes uh, marriage. He's the founder of marriage. He makes these uh, sacred relationship, the family. And in that, uh, we're to see the love of God through it. All, all relationships that God has brought together and instituted, we see how because of the fall, because of sin, they've been affected. That there is not always love in these relationships as God had planned, as God wanted. There's pain uh, for every child who doesn't get to experience uh, the love of, uh, of a mother or the love of a family. But God's plan for the home, His desire was for it to be a loving place. Would you agree with that? That that's what He had in mind, and that's what He, he had. And I believe it's natural, it's a, it's a God-given instinct for, for mothers to, to love their children, isn't it? And as we think about uh, why we love our mothers so much, there's many uh, similarities of why we love God so much. You know, it's true of our mothers that 
they loved us first. Is that not true? <laughs> they loved us first. Before we even knew, right? They loved us the, the nine months they carried us and, and looked forward to meeting, meeting that baby, him or her, right? And to be able to show them her love. In 1 John chapter 4 and verse 19, the Bible says, We love Him because He first loved us. In the same way that a, a mother loves her child before he or she even recognizes it or knows it, I believe that if you begin to look back in your life, you can recognize and see the love of God toward you. Before you even acknowledge Him, <laughs> He loved you. A mother shows her love, she, she gives life. I mean, she, she gives life to this, to this child, to this baby, and then, and then begins to sustain that life before they even, even know it. Before we even recognize that our need for our mother as a, as a baby. And this is the same with God. He is the giver of life. When we begin to look at our life and see how uh, God, He gave us the life that we live. He gave us the life that we have. And He gave it to us with a purpose and for a reason. We begin to see His love toward us. Look, we, we all, I'm looking around this just small group here. We have been blessed. We have been blessed in the life that He has given us to be born at this time, at this place, in this, in this, uh, in this uh, society even. We may complain about some of the things, but my goodness, we have been blessed in the life that He has given us. And if we begin to take uh, our lives and look at them from the perspective is, is that it was a God-given life. And that He has given it to us to live for His purpose and for His will and for His plan. He does have a purpose for our lives, does He not? Oh yeah, He does. Absolutely. He has a plan for it. And as living out His purpose and plan in our life is where we're going to find our greatest fulfillment and greatest joy. Our lives are to be lived for the Lord intentionally and with thanksgiving. He's given us another day, right? Another day, what? To praise Him, to worship Him, to know Him, to know more of His love toward us. You know, one of the reasons we, when we think back and as, as we get a little older and have maybe kids of our own, we begin to see the sacrifice that mom has made for us, right? We begin to see the, the selfless, selflessness. She cares for us. You know, being a, being a mother is, uh, you, you really can't be selfish, can you? I mean, mothers, they... They give of themselves and give of themselves. They're constantly, constantly taking care of other people's uh, desires, <laughs> other people's immediate needs. Uh, I know it's that way with little children. 
man, they are they are needy, right? <laughs> and they are constantly making their needs known, and 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 many of those needs that they have are urgent. <laughs> There's, there's always a, an immediate urgent need with a toddler around. <laughs> and mothers are, are there, right? They help. They, they meet those needs. And as we begin to, you know, a toddler doesn't appreciate that, do they? But as we get older, we think, my goodness, now I know what I put my mom through, right? <laughs> now I realize... What, what she dealt with with me. This is the same It's true with the Lord. Yes, it's, it's the same. We are constantly taking to Him with needs. Yes, and He is constantly just meeting, really, our immediate needs. He's constantly coming to us and we're saying, Lord, I need this and, and Lord, I need that. And Lord, I, I, and I hope you do. I hope you do. I I'm not saying that this is a bad thing, but I hope that constantly throughout the day we're coming to the Lord and saying, I I need you, Lord. I I just made a mess. (laughs) I just made a huge mess, you know. And, and you know, I I believe this has been my experience. I'm not, but the Lord so many times comes around behind me and and picks up and cleans after my messes. This is something that I've experienced that he is so willing to to help me. He is so willing to come behind me and help me. Look there, we're, we're staying in Romans chapter 8. Look in verse 32. He says, And he, God, spared not his own son. Now we could read over that, but we're talking about the ultimate suffering. We're not just talking about Him on a day-to-day basis of how He cares for us. And I am here to testify that on a day-to-day basis He cares for us. But He cares for us on an eternal basis. He made the ultimate sacrifice for us. He said He spared not His own Son. He, he, He gave His Son. Why? For us. Why? Because we had it had to have it for salvation. We had to have it. There was a penalty for sin that had to be paid, and Christ was that payment. The gospel message, the gospel message, the good news is a story of love. It is a story of love that you couldn't, you can't top. It is the greatest story of love that the Creator God he came to fallen man and healed them and, and fixed them and gave them a way to salvation, but he did it with the ultimate sacrifice of his own son. As we look at, at Mother's Day and we celebrate our mothers, it is so, uh, when we think of the sacrifices that they made for us, it helps us to just love them that much more. And when we think of our God and we think of our Savior and we think of not just the daily sacrifices that He made for us, but the ultimate sacrifice that He made for us, it should deep down inside of us begin to just love Him more. Love Him more. You know, we love our moms because they want the best for us. 
They really do. They from from the time of a, of a baby until I'm learning, there's no end. There's no end. The the, mo- the mother uh, constantly wants the best for her for her child, and she'll she'll uh, she'll look out for danger, right? And that starts brand new all the way up. Sees danger, she just wants the best for her child, and and God is the same way. Look at, look at what he says there in verse 32 at the end of it. He says, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Hey, God is looking to give us. He says we're joint heirs with Christ. He says that he's going to in eternity show his kindness toward us. Look, God is without a doubt, he is constantly looking out for our best interest. It's so much easier to follow God. When we see him for what he truly is, is a God that loves us and a God that is, is, is when he gives us a command, the thou shalt nots, they're there for our own benefit, for our own good. Just, just up a couple verses, of, uh, a really popular verse, Romans 8.28, it says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to to his purpose. This this understanding that look, God is not people have different different opinions of God. But when we look at the God of the Bible and what he truly is, he is a God that is looking out for our best interest. That doesn't mean that our life will not have trouble. It doesn't mean that our life will not have pain. It doesn't mean that, but it does mean that we he is a God that can be trusted. He can be trusted and we can believe that whatever is going on in our life right now, that if we'll trust Him, if we'll follow Him, if we'll believe Him, He truly has our best interest in mind. And He can see the end from the beginning and the beginning from the end and He knows the best for us. And He knows what's best for us. People say that. Mother knows what's best, right? But God knows what's best. God knows what's best for us. You know what I find is interesting about mothers? And this is the reason why we love them. Is they always see the good in their child, don't they? I mean, they always see... When when nobody else sees the good in the child. Mother believes the good, right? She would eat... She'll she'll say... You'll even hear this. They've got... <laughs> well, they must have a good heart because nothing else is going good right now. <laughs> we know this about mothers. They, they all, you know what else? They're quick to forgive. I mean, boy, you're you're in big trouble if if, if mom won't forgive you. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people that will hold things over you, but but you know, mom will come around. She'll forgive you. She might make you pay for it <laughs> a little bit, suffer and squirm a little bit, but mom, she'll forgive. And, I, and this is the same, this has been my experience with the Lord, is that he, he, he sees the good in me, even when others don't. He sees the good in you. He sees, He truly, God truly sees what you could be. He doesn't, he doesn't always judge you by what you have done. Not, oh, this is what they did, and so therefore they are disqualified. 
If, we, if there was a qualification to serve God and live for God and walk this Christian, Christian life, I, I truly believe that we would all be disqualified. But God, God in His great love has given us grace. Grace is this wonderful, deep thing that just that allows us to serve Him daily. No matter what we did yesterday, because His grace is there to forgive, if we will just come to Him and say, Lord, I made a mess. God, I need your help. God, I have messed up. He says, I'll take care of that. I'll forgive it. Other people might not, but God will say, you know what? I'll forgive that. I'll come by. I'll forgive it. He's, he's, his love is there. He is quick to forgive. <laughs> Look at verse 33 of Romans 8. We're staying there. He says, Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. You know, you know, the Bible talks about Satan being the accuser of the brethren. And, and, and you know, we all understand that we're not perfect. We've sinned. We've messed up. But that word justified, that word justification... It's a, it's a wonderful word. It means, one way to think of it is just as if I never sinned. If, if, if we experience the salvation, the free gift of God, paid for by Jesus Christ on the cross, it is God that justifies. You say, how can he do that? Well, it was God that said what sin was. So it's therefore God's uh, ability to be able to say, you're forgiven. And he says, listen, if I have justified an individual, who is there? Who in the world could stand up and lay any charge to God's elect or God's children? In other words, he is, he is so loving and so kind that when he forgives and he, and he washes our sins away and we're made clean and we're made whole and we're made right with God, he says there is no one, no one anywhere that can stand and say they are guilty because by my grace I have justified them. I have forgiven them. This is good news for us. This is, this, is, this is absolute love. If we begin to, to allow it to soak in how much our God loves us. And here's the other thing. You know, moms, moms are optimistic. You know, everybody might not be on your side, but typically mom is going to be on your side. You know, she's in your corner, she's rooting for you. When you begin to realize that God is with us, and who are we? You know, why do we deserve God to be with us? But he is with us. Boy, deep down inside of our heart, it'll just cause us to love him, and love him more, and love him more. And I believe that this is Christian growth. This is growth in our Christian life is... is, is is just loving Him more and knowing His love toward us. Boy, it roots us and grounds us. It takes a lot to separate two people that are just in absolute, complete love. It, you know, so, so many times believers, Christians, the, the world, things of the world, pleasures of the world, the temporal things of life will steal, will steal our fellowship from God, right? Sin can steal our fellowship with God. But boy, when our love is so deep with Him, and we realize how much He loves us, and we are in deep love with Him, you know, the things that they lose their attraction to us, 
But it's so much harder to take us out of our fellowship with Him because our fellowship with Him is so much more important than the other things. The love of God toward us. What I'm trying to say is we love Mom because she loved us. We love God because He loves us and He shows us His love. He shows us His love. But God commended His love toward us. And that while we were yet sinners, the Bible says, Christ died for us. Mothers, they'll stay by our side when others won't. They'll stay by our side when others... I was just uh, back home and a buddy of mine that I grew up with, back in November, something hit him. Uh, he and I are at the same age. And uh, he, went into a, he went into a coma and they couldn't figure out what it was. He stayed in a coma from November... Uh, through March and he was in Buffalo Hospital and doing all these tests and doing all these things with him and I went to visit him he's in bad shape still he's come out of the coma but I went I went and visited him I sat there with him and his mother who I knew I grew up with him and she stood there and uh, and they were talking and he's he was still very weak and coming out of it and his mother said I never left his side. She stayed there in that hospital with him the whole time. And I thought she was telling me, you know, she was keeping track of what the doctors were doing and the tests that were taken, and she was happy that she did, you know. But I thought, you know, it's the same way. You know, sometimes we go through some tough things in life. Sometimes we go through some hard times. And again, I don't want my message to be wrong and to say that there aren't hard things that we're going to face in life, that there isn't trouble that we're going to face in life, that you won't go through dark times and hard times and even think that it, it just is despair. But I can promise you, and I do believe this with all my heart, that God will never leave you nor forsake you, that He will be there with you through your darkest, hardest times. That he, he, he loves you more than anyone loves you. That's what this passage is about. He said, who shall separate us from the love of God? And then he begins to name all the worst, most terrible things that could possibly happen. Your greatest fear, right? The worst thing that you could possibly think. And then you realize that God could be there and see you through even that, that there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God. This is good. He says nothing, nothing, nothing. Boy, he's, you know what Paul said? He goes, I am persuaded, for I am persuaded. You know, if we as Christians, if we as believers just were persuaded in our heart of this one thing, it would help us for the rest of our lives. If we were just deep down in our heart, our mind was made up that God loves us and He will never stop loving us and His grace is sufficient and He will be there for us and nothing can take God's love away from us. That, that is powerful. Paul said, I am persuaded. I am persuaded that there's nothing that can separate me from the love of God. You know, you know one of the reasons why we love Mom? It's how she prepares for her children, how she prepares the home. She makes home home. Even as a little baby being born, mother's preparing the nursery, right? Getting everything ready. Getting everything ready for the baby. When I grew up, my mom, 
my mom has a way of just uh, being hospitable, come into the home, she just make you feel at home, and when I was, I guess it was probably 12 or 13, she, she wanted the uh, uh, farmhouse type thing out, out, out in the country, and she found it, but boy, it needed a lot of work. I mean, this thing was in bad shape, but she had a vision for it. She saw it and thought, saw how it could be. She, she always said, I just love the location, you know. Pull up a quarter mile driveway and it's back, no neighbors. She's just, and so we all, all went to work on mom's vision for this home. And she, she turned the, the, this home into a beautiful place. It was a wonderful place to be. People would come and they had it set up for, and have it set up for people to come and stay, and, and people come and stay for long periods of time, and they just love those things. But, you know, when we think of the Lord, Take your Bibles and go to John chapter 14. When we think of the Lord, he, he has been preparing for us. He has not just taken care of us here, but He is preparing for us for eternity. Just as mom would want a nice place for her, for her children. <laughs> that's, that, that's, a, that's an earthly... You know, when we compare, and I'm comparing a mother's love to God's love, and, and this is about as good as you can get here, but I'm not trying to diminish mom's love at all. But we're talking about a holy, righteous, eternal God love, which is so much more than human love. It's so much more than human love. God's love toward us is so much more. You know, realize that, you know, when you love your, you, you know, I love my kids so much, and you do too, Right? But you know what's a, a, a great understanding one day is when you look at these uh, children that God has given us and realize that God loves them more than I do. Yes, he does. He, does. he loves them more than I do. And he loves you more than anyone else does. And that's amazing. John chapter 14. John chapter 14 and verse 1. He says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go, look at this, to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. You know what he said? He said, I am going to prepare a place for you right now. God is... Jesus Christ, as we already talked, is seated at the right hand of God the Father, and He is in heaven. He is preparing a place for us. He is preparing a place for us for eternity. And you know why? He says, so where I am, there you may be also. You know what He shows in that? His love toward us, that ultimately He wants us to be together. I think that's what mothers appreciate on Mother's Day. They like to see their children, right? They like to be together if possible. That's the Lord. He says, hey, where I am, there you may be also. This is how much He loves us. As we conclude, I can assure you, I can assure you of this thing. God loves us. And He has shown His love toward us. He has given us life. The life that we have is given by God and it proves His love toward us. He has given His own life for you. So that you can have life abundantly. He proves His love in that. He wants the best for you. 
He wants you to experience His love in a real way. He's willing to forgive you. You know, forgiveness is a wonderful thing. His forgiveness is available. You know, there's some of us that would carry guilt around, that would carry sin around, and we don't have to. He would be willing to forgive us, to wipe it clean, to give us uh, 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 peace, true peace. He sees the good when no one else does. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us, and He's preparing a place for us. When we begin to understand His love, it'll help us to grow in Christ. Seeing how much God loves us can do nothing but want us to love Him more, to reciprocate that love. If you're here this morning and you don't know Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, His love is calling to you saying, come and receive the free gift of salvation. The gospel, my son died, was buried and rose again. He made it possible for the free gift of salvation. He's calling you through the good news, which is love, to come and to receive it. Let's have heads bowed and eyes closed as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we come to you this morning. And all we can do, God, is say thank you. Thank you for your love toward us. Lord, thank you for the love that you've given us. Thank you for salvation. Thank you for their promises. Lord, thank you for how you care for us. Lord, help us today, Lord, just to draw close to you and through this week, Lord. uh, Show others your love toward us. Lord, we love you. And we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.